live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. Great good afternoon. How are you? As the madness of March has begun in earnest and a happy St. Patty's Day to you and yours on this Thursday, March 17th, the year 2022. So with that, I must say um, a brief little uh, prayer for you and for yours uh, coming from um, an Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rain fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Happy St. Patty's Day to you and to yours. The Saints putting their best foot forward yet again. A a second meeting with Deshaun Watson that included ownership, Gail Benson, uh, in attendance as they met for a second time. Still no word on where Deshaun Watson wants to go. We know for a fact he does not want to go to Cleveland. Told them, see you later. Not not interested. It appears to be a two-horse race between the Saints and the Falcons, but you never know. Is there a team hiding in the dark, awaiting their moment to pounce, kind of similar to what occurred yesterday in the Von Miller spree as the Buffalo Bills being the secret candidate, and they were the team that won out. So uh, the Saints have restructured several deals this week to push their available cap space to nearly $30 million, needing around $35 million to absorb the cap hit of Watson's contract while the Falcons have yet to restructure the contract on quarterback Matt Ryan, presumably to make him easier to trade in the event that they do land Watson. Um, we'll get the very latest from John Hendricks coming up in this hour. And in case something breaks later on, Chris Dunnels will join us in hour number two as we uh, talk all about this. Uh, Grant Hughes will join us in this hour at around 2.30. He's our feature NBA writer for Bleacher Report and our contributor here. So Grant will join us. Matthew Bruni will come along in the three o'clock hour in segment number one to talk all things LSU as the Tigers are in Milwaukee for their NCAA tournament start. Meanwhile, today, already um, Michigan, a winner today over Colorado State, 75 to 63, as was Providence, a 66-57 winner over San Diego State. Providence a four seed, San Diego State a 13 seed. Michigan with the upset as an 11 seed over the six-seeded Colorado State. 
as we speak right now, Memphis, uh, with 16 minutes left to go in the ballgame with a 40-27 to 27 lead over Boise State. Memphis, a nine seed. Boise State, an eight seed. At the half, number one seeded Baylor, 43. Norfolk State, uh, 27. So a 16-point lead there. And the first SEC team to get under underway. Third seeded Tennessee leads uh, Longwood. Uh, 14 to 12 with 13 minutes to go in the first half. So some low scoring games. It takes a while to kind of get used to used to what's going on and how it's uh, and to get used to the rims and everything. But uh, things will start to ramp up. Michigan with a really good second half uh, turned away a, a double digit deficit from early on to oust Colorado State. So there you have it. Still to come later on this afternoon in uh, the third segment of the games richmond versus iowa um georgia state versus gonzaga marquette versus north carolina and then later on this evening new mexico state versus connecticut it will be kansas um Going on, St. Mary's versus Indiana, Creighton versus San Diego State. Arkansas will get underway uh, as well today. So uh, lots of ball games throughout the course of the evening uh, as the madness has already begun. We saw a r- ridiculously good game last night in Dayton in the play- second round of the play-in games uh, with Notre Dame and Rutgers. The game went to double overtime. The clock struck midnight, and the Irish won it unofficially St. Patrick's Day as they beat um, Rutgers to advance to the next round. So uh, just a great, great, great basketball game. So that's what we have in store for you and for yours today. Uh, the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil, brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, a burner, ice chest, tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to an Astros game. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Uh, women's basketball game tonight in the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. Um, Florida State, Missouri State in the NCAA women's play-in game. The LSU Tigers, of course, will meet Jackson State Saturday at 4 p.m. And when they do... They'll have a second-team All-American on their on their squad as Kayla Porner got, earned those honors. So uh, congratulations to her. Meanwhile, the men, a very interesting uh, scenario that I saw um, with LSU facing Iowa State at 6.20 p.m. Friday, it'll mark the Tigers' sixth straight trip to the big dance with a different coach on the bench. Here's a look. Uh, here, right. So we go back to 2006. John Brady. Um, Tigers went to the Final Four that year. They lost to UCLA in the semifinals, 59 to 45. That was in 2006. Uh, John Brady was released. Trent Johnson took over, and in 2009, Trent Johnson led the Tigers to a 75-71 win 
in the first round over Butler. Then they lost to number one ranked North Carolina, 84 to 70. Trent Johnson out. Johnny Jones in. Tigers go back to the tournament in 2015. Um, Playing North Carolina State, the Tigers gave up a late lead and lost to the Wolfpack 66 to 65. In 2019, Will Wade was the head coach. He couldn't coach his team because of, you know what, Tony Benford took over. LSU defeated Yale 79-74 to advance to the field of 32. They beat Maryland 69-67 to get to the Sweet 16. In the Sweet 16, they lost to Michigan State 80-63. No tournament in 2020. In 2021, Will Wade was the head coach. LSU went on and beat St. Bonaventure 76-61, then lost to Michigan 86-78 in the second round. That was last year. This year, 2022, it'll be Kevin Nickelberry taking over for the fired Will Wade. And the Tigers will face, as a sixth seed, the number 11 seed, Iowa State, Friday at 620 in Milwaukee. And you can listen to that ball game right here on 1037 Games. So six consecutive times the Tigers have been to the tournament, six different coaches. There's something wrong. One, with the fact that The Tigers don't go to the dance each and every year. That's unacceptable, inexcusable. That's got to change. There's no way LSU should not be in the NCAA tournament. Dale Brown took them to, I mean, I don't know how many tournaments, years after year after year after year after year after year. Um, There's no excuse for that. And there's no excuse for having so many different coaches. And we got to get some stability in that program. Okay. Um, that's an amazing stat, to be honest with you. It's amazing. We'll see. We'll see what uh, what this tie. And look, the Tigers certainly, I think, are a better team. Um, I think they've got to figure out a way uh, to be emotionally into this thing from the very get go. From the very get go, we'll see. Um, how they, and and nobody can, if anybody can tell you, they know exactly, uh, that's not going to be the case. We've got John Brady lined up tomorrow. Uh, he is with the Tigers in Milwaukee. He'll have a better grasp of how this team is, how they're responding. So we shall see. All right. Are you ready to feel the excitement of the NCAA tournament? Like never before, turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays. Um, I mean, the more you have in it, right, the more chances you have to win a bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. With promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, 
Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. All these wheels want to get into motion, but we got to get the car rolling. And uh, that rolling is what is Deshaun Watson going to do? After that, then we'll see how these dominoes fall. We'll get the very latest update with John Hendricks when we return to the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. They say shooters shoot. He's a man who shoots from the hip and a man who's hip when he shoots. And no one shoots more from the hip when it comes to sports talk than the Blonde Bomber. Back to more of the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. While the NCAA men's basketball tournament is underway, the NFL still steals all the headlines. What's the latest with Deshaun Watson and how many dominoes will fall in which direction once this steal, wherever he may go, gets consummated? Well, John Hendricks is the Saints lead writer and reporter for the Saints News at SI Not Now. The podcast hosts for Be at Believe Saints and much, much more. He joins us today. John, how? I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting tired of this Sean Watson stuff, man. How about you? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I think I echo the sentiment. You know, we're just wanting the decision to be made and find out so we can move on with our life, right? And I think, um, you know, a decision should be coming hopefully today. I know NFL Network had reported imminently, and you know, again, take that for what that means. It could mean, you know, soon. It could mean not soon. So. <laughs> Um, you know, look, again, I think there's a lot of moving parts and pieces to this puzzle. I think that, obviously, when you look at Deshaun Watson, he's a, a really extremely talented guy. There's a lot of things that come with him by acquiring him. But, look, the Saints are really interested. They sent the all-out blitz for him. Um, so we'll see if that means they'll be able to get him. Uh, reports. Are, oh, by the way, uh, I – digress i wanted to compliment you um thanks for the ingredients to the um three cream cheese sausage dip i i i followed the recipe ver- verbatim and you were absolutely correct it was sensational to the palate sensational <laughs> no problem happy to help out there i know it's one of my personal favorites so definitely I've got a good, good little hit I've got it saved so forever. All right, so the Saints are so invested in this. Is it true they uh, they did a full court press and went uh, and had another meeting with Deshaun Watson? This time, bringing uh, Mrs. Benson along with them. Yep, that's definitely what ended up happening. Is that you had them kind of like I said, the full court press. You met with them in Atlanta last night, and so again, they're doing everything they can. So I, I guess here's the thing. If they miss out on Deshaun Watson, it's not for a lack of trying. I mean, they've really tried to hustle here to get him in the building and to be able to put a put a bow on this and fix their quarterback situation. But um, you know, look, time is ticking just because you have Jameis Watson or Jameis Winston Watson, Jameis Winston drawing some interest from the Colts now, and so obviously Saints are still there. I think it's a contingency plan if things don't work out. But again, you know, if they wait too long. Um, you know, it may not be a situation where, you know, if I'm Jameis, I'd say, well, I'm kind of already on to the next chapter and think they'll really be up a creek without a paddle. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just kind of curious to your thoughts. What if worst case scenario, um, Deshaun Watson says I want to go to Atlanta. Jameis Winston got his feelings hurt, and Indianapolis says we want you, and he goes to Indianapolis. Now what? Well, now what would be? You're gonna have to pay attention to see what happens with Matt Ryan. You'd have to look and see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and then you're going to obviously have to pay attention to this whole Baker Mayfield situation. So, yeah. um, no, those decisions, those types of options, uh, I don't know if I'd feel good about really any of them. Um, you know, maybe Matt Ryan for a little bit, but as a stopgap, but you still have to probably draft somebody in there in that yeah. particular realm. So look, uh, it's a lot of things coming and, um, you know, look, I, I'm just, hopefully it ends today. That's, that's really kind of where I'm at. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. It just seems to me, and I know uh, I have the Saints near and dear in my heart, but it just seems to me from a purely football perspective that the Saints would be the best place for him to go. It's five hours from home. It's got a great defense. It's got really good skill position people. Uh, I just think they have more to offer than the the team where he was a ball boy when he was younger. Does that uh, Are you in agreement there? Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where, um, look, I, you look at all the parts and pieces of it, uh, New Orleans is the most attractive destination, I tell you. I don't think I'm biased or anything like that. But, you know, look, I, I think um, really that, hey, if, if you were to say this guy is going to choose either one of them, I'm, I mean, it's a tough decision. But I think New Orleans is obviously a more attractive destination based on what they have with defense and you know, Atlanta has a ton of things they've got to figure out. I mean, they're really going to, uh, I don't want to say waste them, but at the same time, this year will be really hard for them. So uh, not impossible, but again, it's just kind of the risk that they're going to run. And so we'll see how it works out. But again, I think the Saints are probably your premier destination here. And I know that, um, you know, Carolina's reportedly not out of the running yet now. So it's just one of those where I really don't think that, um, you know, the longer this lingers out, lingers on, this uh, becomes even more frustrating, but I, I hope and I think, I really think that we get an answer for us today. Uh, the Saints have restructured the contracts of Taysom Hill, Bradley Roby, Demario Davis, Malcolm Jenkins to clear cap space. At one time, they were $80 million over the cap, and now the Saints are close to $30 million under the cap. I just, I mean, I, w- I want them to play Monopoly with me because they 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 do silly money stuff. Yeah, look, it's, it's an every year thing, and we try to tell people because you always have this driving force in the national media that wants to say, hey, this is not what it is. This is, they're in cap hell, this, all this stuff, but Look, I mean, it's a yearly type thing that ends up happening here. And, again, I get it. I understand it. But at the same time, you know, you got to follow things closely. You can't just sit there and say, oh, well, they're just in the situation. They're not going to get out of the situation. But they do it year after year after year. And, look, it's, uh, it's not surprising anymore. Is Teron Armstead waiting to see if the Saints get uh, Deshaun Watson? And if they do get Deshaun Watson, would he want to stay here? Can they afford that? Uh, you know, look, they already got $13 million in dead money from the team, so I think if he comes back, it'd be definitely for a, a, a better, lower deal, if you will, because they're going to pay him already. But, look, we'll have to see how that plays out. But I, I think that's obviously going to weigh on his decision. And, look, I think there's some other things there. I don't think his market's been as heavy this time, too, because just because people are having more concerns about 
shelling out a whole bunch of money for a starting left tackle who's never gone through a full season. So, again, I think that's obviously hard. And, again, that's not a knock against him. It's just, I mean, it is a reality, too. So I'd be concerned if I was a team going to shell out that much money. And, and if you are going to do that, you have to have options A, B, and C as, as a backup mm-hmm. to, to take in Toronto. If the Saints do get Deshaun Watson, what do you think this team looks like and what do you think this team accomplishes um, next year? Uh, Not knowing how many games he might be suspended, that's that's the big caveat. I don't know what the league is going to do, but uh, with him... Um, even if he misses six games, uh, we saw what Taysom Hill could do in the past with, with, with playing while uh, Drew Brees was hurt. Um, what do you think of this club with Deshaun Watson? Well, look, I, obviously Watson coming to the NFC, I mean, he's instantly going to be a top three quarterback, right? Maybe even top two would be the argument you can make. But, you know, look, again, it, there is that caveat that you're going to have to worry about what kind of suspension he's going to have to deal with. I mean, it could be a six type six game suspension and then you're gonna have to worry about uh maybe appealing it and getting four but you know i mean again that's the risk that you're gonna run and and risk Mm -hmm. you're gonna absolutely take by taking him on but uh look again where he stamps in as far as the nfc i mean it definitely would help uh somebody like new orleans be an absolute legitimate contender to challenge for the nfc crown you know and um you know atlanta i again it's not that i want to keep knocking on because it's easy or anything but i just don't see it like I do yeah. in New Orleans. And so, again, that's going to come with a PR nightmare. It's going to come with a lot of these different things. But, you know, I think New Orleans is pretty well equipped to handle this. Um, you know, I think it is going to cost some division for sure. But, you know, look, I, I really think at the end of it all that the Saints have done their homework. They know what they're getting into. They want to make this big splash with Dennis Allen. And, uh, you know, I think this is the guy that they, they really feel that's going to be able to do that for them. And I understand the division. I really, truly do. Uh, But I've always been under the belief that um, people can forgive. They may not forget, but they can forgive. And what, what heals, cures all ills? winning and if the saints win with this guy i i think that division will be um never never forgotten but certainly forgiven and we can move on from uh from here so so we shall see um very very interesting um what do you think it's do we do we draw parallels to what um had to be that denver had to give up for russell wilson I think Deshaun Watson's a much better player. Is it, it, what, what do you think it's going to take from a trade perspective? Yeah, I mean, look, the Texans asking price of three first-round picks. I mean, that's that's definitely a given. I think they're going to have more picks, obviously, besides that. You know, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised if they get things less than a, a third or less than a, a, a second out of this. But, again, you know, I think there's been some play talk about Cesar Ruiz being involved in the trade, which I know some fans – wouldn't be upset about that, right? And so yeah. there's a lot of moving, again, moving parts and pieces. I think New Orleans has a solid offer on the table. Um, you know, that's 18th overall. Atlanta's pick is obviously going to be higher this year. And, and so, uh, again, you look at it and what they're having to give up. And, you know, I think it's interesting that you got players like Jarvis Landry who have already right. been, you know, uh, taking a visit or Traquan Smith and, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with their particular free agency situation. But, you know, they're going to have to deal with Matt Ryan's contract. And I think that's a, a huge one 
that they're going to have to basically, I'd say it's going to be very hard to navigate that one, but not impossible, but, um, yeah. you know, it's going to be a real challenge for Terry Fontenot. All right. I'm not going to hold you to it. Um, your prediction on two things. When is this going to happen and who is Deshaun Watson going to end up with? Yeah, I definitely feel like it's today. I just, I just do. I think by wrap this up by seven and hopefully it is wrapped up by seven just so we can figure out what, what things are going to end up happening. And look again, I think, um, you know, the way it is, um, I really, I would say, um, my head tells me Atlanta. My my heart obviously thinks it's probably the Saints just because of what they have to offer. I mean, it's just one of those things that just, I think that, you know, New Orleans has made a valiant push, but I don't think they're going to end up landing him. I, it's just going to be hard for me to see, and then they'll turn to Jameis, which is probably what you should have done in the first place. But I understand, and I get it, but they've made the cap space. They've made the room. Okay. So maybe now that they can get some uh, some players in here to help them offensive side of the ball because they're going to need it. They're going to need it. Uh, John Hendricks, you're the best, man. Thank you so much. Now go watch the hoops and tell me who's winning these games because uh, that's what I want to be watching. But thank you, man. We'll we'll keep our fingers crossed and we'll see. Let's just get this thing over with. I'm with you. There you go. Thanks. Appreciate All right, you, buddy. You take care. That's John Hendricks, SI Now. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House. We want to help you take your lady out for some delicious seafood, but you can only win that $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Game.com. Thursdays always brought to you by ShopRite Tobacco Plus Discount Outlets, a very simple mission for their 60 stores in Southern and Central Louisiana. It's simple. They love serving the community and seeing their customers leave with a smile on their faces. So whether your needs are fresh food, fuel, top shelf wines or spirits, or just even a quick pit stop, ShopRite Tobacco Plus discount outlets look forward to serving you. They have spacious stores filled filled to the rim with Louisiana products, modern restrooms that are clean and comfortable, and delicious food that's always fresh and always fast. There are also awesome deals available at participating locations um, for loyal Buku Rewards customers. Um, You just got to go to ShopRiteLA.com. That's S-H-O-P-R-I-T-E-L-A dot com. You can save in the store. You can save at the pump. You can save everywhere when you become a Buku Rewards member. Oh, yes. ShopRite, Tobacco Plus Discount Outlets. Man, if you can't shop right at ShopRite, you just can't shop right at all. NBA Talk with my main man, Grant Hughes. After this timeout, the Jordy Helpert Show, 1037 The Game, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. I'll get it right. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
And we're back at 35 minutes after the hour. I hope you're having a great St. Patty's Day today. Um, and it's time to talk a little NBA action with our good friend from Bleacher Report, Grant Hughes, out there on the uh, the left coast. I held my breath watching the uh, Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics last night. Um, Marcus Smart kind of had a collision and rolled over uh, the leg of Steph Curry. Uh, Grant, good afternoon, buddy. Thanks for the time. What's the latest on Steph Curry? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we we all held our breath, I think, out here. I, the latest I, that I've seen is that uh, he's got a sprained ligament in that foot, Curry does, and it's, mm. uh, you know, no breaks, no significant tears or anything, and, and I think they're expecting him back for the start of the playoffs, uh, but, but, but it's an out indefinitely, quote-unquote, uh, situation right now. So, a little con- well, more than a little concerning, I think. If you one, if you're a Warriors fan, or two, if you want to see, you, everybody wants to see the good teams at full strength. But I guess the the silver lining is it could have been worse. That's the type of a uh, type of play where someone really, you know, you can you can break an ankle, you can you can mess up a knee, all kinds of things like that when guys dive on the floor. So so it could have been worse, but it but it ain't great. Yeah, um, just can't seem to get that terrific trio to get any continuity this year. It's been uh, everybody's been out here, there, and there, and it's just it's hard pill to swallow. But um, man, even without Chris Paul, those Phoenix Suns are good. They just keep winning. Yeah, they're just they're just one of those teams that kind of has it everything wired. You know, they they've been together a decent amount of time. They're, they're kind of built in a way that there's really no question about what everybody's role is. Right. And, and they just, uh, you know, I think sometimes when the team that loses in the finals, which the Suns did last season, uh, they kind of come back more focused than anybody else. Cause they, you know, they got close and then they know, you know, what little extra things need to happen, how much the mm-hmm. details matter to really get over the top. And I think, I think for them, that's a factor too. They're, they're about as much of a, a no nonsense team as there is in the league right now. Memphis is the, is the two seed right now. They're a game up over golden state. Phoenix is going to win. There are eight games ahead of Memphis, nine ahead of golden state, a team like Memphis. Um, it normally doesn't come this quickly, nor this easily. When the playoffs begin, you got to kind of go through your, your your lessons learned phase, um, but do you give Memphis a legitimate shot to get to the NBA Finals? You know, first of all, I totally agree with that. That's how I always think of teams like this. You know, you got to advance maybe to the. They've been in the playoffs before, but you got to get to the second round and lose, and then maybe another step, especially with how young they are. Yeah. But I, I do think I give them a chance, and that's just because you look down the list of the standings below them. Now the Warriors have questions with Curry. Uh, and some other guys too. Andre Iguodala, he's older, but he still really matters. He hasn't played for for weeks. You know, the Jazz look pretty strong, but they're fourth. Dallas and Denver could both move up. I think from that two to six range, uh, it could fit. You know, you could have any kind of standings order by the time the season's over, really. And I don't know how much I like any one of those teams, you know, better than the rest. So right. because there's kind of a, a, a jumbled mix there, I, I do think Memphis has you know, maybe a better chance than a team this young would normally have to to make a really deep run. Um, We'll get to the Pelicans in a minute, but for the what's going on with Minnesota? They've won nine of their last 10, three in a row. They're just a game and a half behind Denver in seventh. They're 41 and 30. What's, what's, what's turned them around? 
You know, I think it's as much as anything, it's they've got talent, right? I mean, you know, Carl Anthony Towns went for 60 Ooh. the other night, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, he's one of just the best offensive players in the league full stop. He's, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league full stop, and he plays center. So I, I think just as a building block, the talent was always there. Um, and I just think, you know, they, they do some weird stuff with their lineups. They play a lot of guys that are just defense only, which you also have to do with Towns. And I think the mix has just kind of gelled, and it's kind of worked out pretty well. It doesn't, doesn't hurt that you get to play the Lakers, which they, they did and beat them up, I think it was last night. Um, but, but yeah, the, the Wolves are just kind of – it feels like it's about time, right? I mean, they, they, they just have had, you know, quality offensive players, and, and maybe it's just a question of, of them – you know, kind of coming together finally. Yeah. Um, who'd have figured? I wonder if John Calipari knew that Carl uh, Anthony Towns could shoot from the outside like that because we, we never saw that at Kentucky. Well, you know, well, I mean, think of what Devin Booker was at Kentucky or Tyler. Yes. Oh, these guys that go to Kentucky, you just never know. That's yeah. true of a lot of college systems, but it really seems like it there where you know, and even do the opposite. Tyree, or the same thing, really. Tyrese Maxey in Philadelphia is another Amen. guy that, you know, he's one of the best second-year players in the league, and, and you know, he was like a mid-first-rounder. You just you just don't know with Kentucky, I think, because they have so much talent all the time that it's hard to, hard to really stand out. All the time. You're exactly right. All right. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, they are, uh, they've lost eight of their last 10, including three in a row. They're 29 up 40 down They're They're in the ninth seed right now, just one game ahead of the Pelicans. Um, is there any way to correct or salvage the Lakers? Cause they look like they are just falling into the abyss. They look like they're doing like they realize there's no hope. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I mean, the short answer is no, right? They just, it's not like there's, I mean, Anthony Davis is hurt. So you say, okay, well, once Anthony Davis comes back, everyone says, well, him and LeBron, that's a great one, too. They've got a chance to beat anybody, you know, whether that's a play-in or, or, or playoff series. But really, just after those two guys, I, I just, I don't see a lot of no questions asked rotation level NBA players, let alone starters, you know, and, and Russell Westbrook has caught a lot of heat, but he's basically been what I think most people would have expected him to be at this stage of his career. And there's just no depth and they traded the depth to get Westbrook. That's really, you know, if you want to go back to the real source of the problem. So yeah. there's not really a clear fix. I think, and the scary thing for them, Jordy, is that, you know, in the off season, there's not a clear fix because mm-hmm. you, you don't have any trade pieces. They just they just aren't any outs here. Wow. Like crazy. All right. The Pelicans, much like Golden State, man, they had a chance with a favorable schedule to really make a run. Uh, they're five up, five down their last 10. They lose Brandon Ingram to a hamstring. They've got C.J. McCollum in the in the protocol for a couple of games. Um but they're better. They're just a game back of the Lakers. They're a full game and a half ahead of the Spurs. Uh, give me your impression of the Pelicans here and now. I think, like, so, yeah, I think they're going to – I think last time we talked, I picked them as, you know, that mess of teams at the bottom as the most likely to, to hang on to that 10th spot. I still feel that way. Um, losing Ingram and McCollum, I think, pretty shortly after we talked was a, <laughs> made me question that a little bit. But uh, I think – you know, look, they, this season has not gone how anybody had hoped in terms of the big picture stuff, Zion specifically. But, you know, we've talked before, I think, 
you're thinking long term, I think Ingram took some steps this year. I think McCollum shows he, he fits pretty well. I think Herb Jones has been, you know, a real find. I think mm-hmm. even Jackson Hayes has played better. I, I don't yeah. know about these two big lineups, but they, they seem to kind of work with him and Valanciunas. And, and Willie Green, I think, has the ear of all the players. So there's a lot going for the franchise. I, I don't know how much that matters when you weigh it against what's going on with Zion and, and how much is he going to help and does he want to be here and all those you know year-plus-old questions. But th- there are some real positives. I do think they'll make the play-in, and I don't know what they're going to do with that, but, but it's it you know go back to the start. What was it? One and thirteen or one and twelve right. or something? I think right. really since then uh, things have been pretty good. What are you hearing about Zion? I mean, he's back with the team. He's there. He's uh, he's commingling with his teammates. He's he's at games. Um, I don't know if he's going to play or not. If I had to say bet uh, diet coke on it, I would say no. Uh, but you never know. But what what? Besides all that, what are you hearing about him? Because he puts on a great front when he's around, um, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, I think he's – I don't know what to think really either. I mean, he's been about as closed off, you know, as, as a star of, or as, as a player as notable as he is can be. Um, I think I'm always a little bit hesitant to sort of buy – Oh, he's back around the team and, and he's doing and saying the right things sort of after he gets called out for not doing those things. Right. So right. it's, you know, it would have been nice if, if he'd been around all year or if it hadn't, you know, seemingly coincidentally his, his sort of approach to the, the team and his teammates had changed when someone had pointed out that he hadn't been a great teammate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that makes me a little skeptical. I just think really at the bottom of it, I just, I would like it to work because there's no questioning his talent and there's no questioning his impact when he's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I just, it would be a real shame to me if, you know, however this ends, I don't think he'll play this year either. I agree with you. However, mm-hmm. this goes long term, if we never really get a chance to see what he looks like for a full season, you know, in shape and healthy with Ingram, with McCollum, with, with their other core guys, I, I hope to see that because at least then, mm-hmm. You know, if he wants to leave, if that's where this is going, at least then you'll have had a shot to see right. what, you know, what, what's possible. In the West right here, right now, if you have a healthy Zion, a healthy McCullum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, Jackson Hayes, the rest of those guys, that that's a pretty good, it's a pretty good lineup. Herb Jones, where do you think they would stand? Well, that depends. Are we giving healthy guys back to all the other teams too? Because, yeah, you know, you've got that to look would only at the be fair. That have had Kawhi and Paul George out all year. The Nuggets have had their second and third best players out. Yeah, the Warriors have true. had one of the big three out. I think what I would say is there aren't many teams that you'd take their young core over the Pelicans if everybody okay. were around, right? Because okay. you know maybe you look at a team like Memphis, um, but other than that, I don't think there are any no-brainer you know, take the three best, you know, under 25 guys uh, and stack them up against each other. There aren't, there aren't a whole lot that I take over New Orleans. And look, if you're not a, a top flight contender, that's always going to be a veteran team. That's the next best thing to be is the team that, you know, looks like there's some runway to get there eventually. And the Pelicans, if they're healthy, I think look pretty good in that regard.
Okay. Grant Hughes, Bleach Report. Let's turn quickly to the East. Um, man, this is going to be, you know, one through seven, six and a half games are separating everybody. Um, whether it's the Heat, which are on top, the Bucks, Sixers, the much improved Celtics, the Bulls, the Cavaliers, and the Raptors. Um, who's your pick out of the East? I think right now, and I've stuck on this for a while, and I may just be being stubborn, I still like Milwaukee. Um, okay. And that's just because I I've seen them do it, and and you know that's kind of a kind of a hack answer, <laughs> which I'll, I'll admit to. But uh, I just if you gotta if you gotta pick something, pick the best player. I think that's still Giannis, even as great as Embiid has been. I like Giannis in a playoff series. I like you know I've seen him do it on both ends. I've seen him stay healthy on both ends, which Embiid has yet to do in a postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, boy, I mean, the Heat are so good. And the Celtics, what the Celtics did to the Warriors last night was really something to see on Impressive. defense. So yeah. I just, you know, this is this is a mix. Any of those top four teams, I think, I put the Bulls and Cavs and kind of everybody else down below. Um, any of those top four, I could easily see in the finals. But but I just, the Bucks to me, they just got Brooke Lopez back. I don't think you can underrate that. Right. Um, the Bucks, the Bucks just feel the safest to me. I have the fewest questions about them. Anatokounmpo, uh, Middleton, Holiday—all three are two-way players. Man, they 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 get after you on the defensive end, and they can score on the offensive end. They're pretty good. What what's your thoughts on the Brooklyn Nets? Because when Kyrie and Kevin Durant are together and healthy and playing well, uh, man, they 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 just outscore you. What what are your thoughts on the Nets? It feels like every couple of weeks Durant uh, restakes the claim to I'm the, I'm the baddest guy alive, right? Like he just – he's there's no offensive player in the league that's harder to stop than him. And so I mm-hmm. think that just gives Brooklyn a chance. Forget the play-in. I mean, he can have three hot games and somebody else, you know, take care of the fourth and they win a series. So I think Brooklyn – Brooklyn to me is scarier than, say, Toronto, Cleveland, even Chicago – just yeah. just because of Durant, forget Kyrie, because you don't know. I mean, he's going to play half of the series at best in a, in a playoff situation. Won't play at all if they play the Raptors. So, uh, I mean, if Kyrie's there, great. Maybe that gives them a, a bigger bigger bump. But Durant is just, even now, even after, you know, he's, he's at the tail end of his prime, he's just a guy that there's just not an answer for, for him when he gets it going. And, and so, you know, if you're going into a playoff series, He's about the last guy you want to see, I think. He's at the very top of that list. Man, 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 man. Um, ben Simmons play at all this year? Doesn't seem like it, right? What's this? He got an epidural in his back the other day? I I, I just uh, – I don't, I don't know. I, I think it, it's – I will say it's interesting that in addition to all the stuff that went on in Philadelphia with, you know, he wasn't mentally ready, and I think a lot of people maybe rolled their eyes at that, if this back injury thing is real, first of all, where did this come from? Uh, right. and, and second of all, if, if you're the Nets and, and, you know, you made a trade to get rid of James Harden, who was not going to help you this year because he wanted out, you probably thought Ben Simmons was going to be able to get back on the floor pretty quickly, and, and now maybe that's not true. I, I think he'll probably be back for the playoffs, but I'm not – I'd be really confident in that with, you know, epi- <laughs> you're getting injections in your back. That's, uh, that's, yeah. that's not, that's not, not ideal. 
Everybody thinks Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Jabari Smith from Auburn, Paolo Banquero from from Duke are like the the top picks in the upcoming draft. Is there somebody I should really be keep my eyes on that's maybe not a wholesale name uh, that uh, that you really like? I think I don't know if you mentioned uh, there's a kid at Purdue, Jaden Ivey. He's he's, yes. a, he's a guard. He's uh, everybody else. All these other guys are bigs and forwards. Um, and it used to be that you just the draft was all about finding, you know, playmaking guards. So, I mean, he might go fourth. So this isn't really a deep dive down right. there. But, but have you seen Holmgren much? Have you seen him play? A little bit. Um, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't take him at number one in the draft, to be honest with you. He's so thin and long. I mean, no, I wouldn't take him. I like the Ivy kid from Purdue. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Holmgren, he's kind of the consensus number one to me. And I have the same thought of just, I mean, in college, he gets pushed around a little bit. I yeah, mean, he's really yeah. competitive, and I think that's one of the things the scouts really like is that he fights in there. But there just aren't a lot of there. There have not been guys that thin that have played yeah. inside and succeeded. It, it's it's he's a you know when there's not a when there's not a, a professional comp that you can point to and say oh Holmgren is a little bit like so and so in the NBA. That makes yeah. it really scary because there's usually a reason that that guys that are unprecedented kind of don't make it because you need, you need to have some faith that it, that there's someone he, he can sort of mirror their career. And I don't know who that is for him. I don't either. Um, we'll see. Grant Hughes, you're the best man. Enjoy the games, enjoy the tournament. And uh, we'll talk down the road, buddy. Thank you. I reminds me of Kawhi Leonard, just, just for giggles and grins. There you go. Oof. Thank you for All your right. time, man. All right. All right. That's Grant Hughes. We'll take a timeout. We'll wrap up our number one next. All right, we got another final in the books in the NCAA tournament. Ninth seeded Memphis beats eighth seed Boise State 64 to 53. So the Memphis Tigers survive and advance. Baylor with a 71 47 lead over Norfolk State. That's a one versus a 16. Tennessee, after a slow start, dominating uh, Longwood 54 29. Got a close one. That old 5 12 seed, Iowa, a Five seed, 28. Richmond, a 12 seed, 26, uh, with 38 seconds left in the left in the first half. So uh the Richmond Spiders making a run on the Hawkeyes. So we'll keep you updated on all of that in our number two, which is straight ahead when we continue. Matthew Bruni will join us, Chris Donalds, anything and everything on the Tigers and on the Saints and the NFL. It's all coming your way. Our number two, the Jordy Helpert Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. It's our number two of two, and away we go on this um Thursday, March 17th, the year 2022. Are you uh, wearing the green? Because it is St. Patty's Day. And um, 
lot of fun. Great memories of uh, St. Patty's Day. Oh, lots of fun. Um, parades and all that stuff. Yes. Um, NCAA tournament still underway. Uh, Memphis was a winner today. Michigan was a winner today. So they survive in advance, as does Providence. So Memphis, Providence, Michigan, all in the win column today. It looks like no troubles for Baylor as they're up 33 over Norfolk State. Tennessee is up 26 over Longwood. We got a good one at the half. Richmond leads Iowa 29 to 20. 28. Kentucky gets in action um, later on today as well as they take on, um, let's see, who do they take on? Uh, St. Peter's, the Peacocks, right? Um, take on St. Peter's. And uh, who else? Let's see, from the SEC, does anybody else play tonight? Um, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. Kentucky does. Arkansas. Um, gets underway tonight as well against Vermont. Yes, indeed. All right. LSU, of course, will open up Friday in Milwaukee against Iowa State. The women open up Saturday at 4 o'clock at home against Jackson State. we got LSU baseball opening up Southeastern Conference play. So against Texas A&M, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So busy times. Matthew Brune, uh, Bruni, excuse me, Matthew Bruni of 247 Sports, kind enough to join us. Matthew Bruni, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, first day of, of the tournament. It's always um, always good to have uh, you know just multiple screens up at yes. once as I'm doing work. So yeah, very productive. Fun stuff. T- talk to me about the LSU men's program and tell me what you wh- what you think. Um, how, how do you think they'll handle this? How do you think they'll respond to this? Um, I, I think it's. I, I'm I'm at a crossroads. It's tough because on one hand, you know, any team that goes through a coaching change in this situation, you your first instinct's like, okay, well, they're going to be mentally checked out. Um, I don't know. College basketball and college kids are always so uh, difficult yeah. to read at times. I I, yeah. I think they're still going to play. I mean, they're up in Milwaukee. They're not like they're you know home and hearing from family and stuff, but uh. I, I think they're going to come out and play, and as long as they come out and play hard defensively, I think they'll be fine in round one. And, you know, if you get that first one under your belt, then you kind of just play from there. So I think if they're they're locked in, um, I, I, I expect them I expect them to beat Iowa State, I'll say that. And, uh, uh, you know, you kind of go from there. So I, I, I trust in Darius Day as Xavier Pinson and these guys and Tari Eason to kind of just lead the way. If LSU can get to 65 points, I think they win this thing. I think that's the oh, yeah. I think that's the lo- the line of demarcation because I don't think Iowa State can score. I think Iowa State wants to keep it uh, a defensive slowdown in the 50s kind of a game. But I think if LSU gets to 65, I think they uh, survive in advance, as the old cliche goes. Yeah, I agree completely. I think my prediction, uh, yeah, my prediction yesterday was 64-56. I think LSU's defense is going to be real. Uh, real, real stingy, and Iowa State can't shoot the ball well enough to really make them pay. Uh, the difference between these two teams is their athleticism. LSU is significantly more athletic and faster, and so LSU will get some freebies off turnovers and you know just pushing the ball. Whereas Iowa State plays a little slower, and they're just they just they just have multiple stretches where they just can't score. So again, if LSU's mentality is right, I expect them to take care of business tomorrow. 
The last six times LSU went to the NCAA tournament, they've had six different coaches. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But LSU was backed up against the wall. They had to. They had to do that to Will Wade, right? They had to. It, it feels like Woodward and, and um, Tate were definitely in a position where they, they wanted to, to move on, and they were kind of ready to wipe their hands with it, you know, clean, mm-hmm. get a clean state, get a clean slate at that point. So um, I definitely understand it. Um, you know, it, it is – I think the one thing that people keep going back to is the timing because obviously the, the investigation is still ongoing. Um, you know, multiple violations are still, like – being um, investigated at this point, and then you obviously have the NCAA tournament to where you're like, okay, well, you could just let them coach out the tournament. But I think within days of that, you know, um, notice of allegations coming out, they had their minds pretty made up on what to do, yeah. and Woodward's not the one that hired him. So um, I think it was it makes sense when you look back on it, like why it all happened so quickly. No question. No question. Matthew Bruni, kind enough uh, to join us. I'll give you a key. Um, I think Terry Eason, how he performs will will be of tantamount significance to this LSU basketball team and how far they go in this tournament. I'm not saying he's going to go six for six from the field, but if he stays out of foul trouble, because he's a, he's a guy that can rebound, he can protect the rim. He can get you some looks inside and then the Tigers can go inside out. I think if Terry Eason plays well, I think the Tigers get to play uh, a second weekend. That's just my thoughts. No, I, I agree. I think um, also from an athletic standpoint, they match up pretty well with Wisconsin too. Wisconsin, yeah. While they do um, have probably the probably the best player in the game, at least college wise, Brad Davis. Um, there are a lot of ways where Tar Eason and Darius Days and, and their defense can can give them fits. So yeah. um, I, I think they they match up pretty well with Wisconsin. I said that I think I like them against Wisconsin better than I do, you know, the other three seeds, Tennessee, Texas Tech, um, and otherwise. So, yeah, I I think there, there's a good chance. I think it starts with Tar Eason, his mentality, his aggression, yes. and him kind of just leading the charge in that regard. But I, I do want to make sure we, we put enough emphasis on the seniors as well, right? This is what they've, they're here for, and this is their year. So Darius and X That's have to be... No question. The, um, but I, I agree with you. Terry both. Eason has to play like he's an All-American. He's got to demand it. He's got to get in there. He's got to stay in there. He's got to get you 20 to 25. He's got to get you double-figure rebounds. He's got to really elevate his game. And this is on a national stage. This is where everybody's watching. So if he wants to get inside that lottery or just outside of that lottery for the NBA draft, this is his time. And I think he kind of realizes that. Matthew Bruni with us. I think we're all in agreement that the LSU women should uh should cruise uh, not saying that the games are going to be easy because none of them are but they should survive and advance these next two in baton rouge and and get to the sweet 16 which was when you think about it kind of remarkable what this team has accomplished yeah no it really is uh Mulkey continues to kind of repeat that but uh it's worth repeating uh, that this team going into the year we were like okay well you know, can they win 15 games instead of, you know, they won nine the year before. So to be at 25 and five, to get a home court advantage in the first two rounds of, of the tournament, um, you know, Jackson State is, is a good team in their own right in the SWAC. But, I, you know, obviously you expect LSU to take care of business. And then Ohio State, um, presuming that they come out of that 6-11 matchup, will be, will be tough. But if LSU, again, just plays their, plays their game, they, I trust them. Um, in, in that matchup, 
the big key is obviously Alexis Morris, which is what we don't know. So mm-hmm. Alexis Morris' health, um, she's she's still pract- uh, she's still rehabbing, uh, lightly practicing. So I think it's more likely that she's close to 100% for the second weekend than the first. But I wouldn't be surprised if she still plays and, and gives it a go in the in the oh in the mm-hmm. second round game. When is the women's tournament gonna gonna stop playing these games at teams' home courts? It's just ridiculous. You can't do that. They gotta, you know, they, they they've got to get this thing right, and they've got to go. Everything's got to be neutral. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and obviously, this is my this is probably my first year, co- or this is definitely my first year covering a high major women's team. Um, so this is all kind of new to me as well. But I assume it's from a attendance perspective. I guess you know if you get. LSU and Ohio State playing in wherever, South Carolina or something, it would be a lot harder. But instead, you're in Baton Rouge getting 10,000. So I assume that's where it's from. Uh, I'm not sure either. Yeah, I I don't get it. Anyway, um, uh, that gets underway. Meanwhile, while basketball is going on, um, the Tigers will open up Southeastern Conference baseball play against Texas A&M. What do you think of this this baseball team? It's been, uh, man, beat up on the the weak links and struggle a little bit against the good teams, it seems like. Yeah, it's been... I've been keeping track of scores across the country, too, and, you know, Texas has dipped off a bit. There's been a lot of teams that have seemingly been inconsistent. But, you know, that is baseball as well, right? You, when you, um, It depends on the pitcher that day. It depends on how the lineup is seeing the pitcher that day. And so I, I still think there's a lot of confidence in this lineup. I think that uh, as long as money continues to um, to pitch well and continues, I know he come, came off that hand injury, but as long as he's fine and they continue to kind of find rotation that they like, I, I think they have just as good a shot as, as we thought coming in to make some noise in the SEC. So um, I think we'll learn a lot this weekend with A&M, but um, it's definitely been a weird, not not weird, but it's been, you know, less than perfect uh, start to the season for this team, even though we, because we had such high expectations. Now it counts, and I think they've got their pitching rotation set. I think Mikhail Hilliard's going to be in there, so uh, so yeah. we shall see. Matthew Bruni with us. Back to basketball. Um, got to hire a new coach. Uh, give me your thoughts. Who would you like to see? Yeah, I, I went through and and spent a whole you know morning on looking at possible candidates and everything like that. And I think it's an interesting situation because we know Woodward's going to. Uh, we know Woodward's going to go like big high, right? He's going to go splash higher if, if possible. He loves established coaches, and so while I think that the sanctions, the possible sanctions, and the tough situations of the program could make it difficult, I still think that it's likely that he finds somebody from whether it's a high major or a really established coach from like the Big East or wherever uh, to kind of come in. I, you know, I threw out like a Dan Hurley, I threw out like a uh, Greg McDermott. Type coach, um, you know, those are guys who are established in their own rights. Maybe looking to look up, uh, to step up or get a pay raise. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I think there's a lot of good mid-major coaches out there that have a lot of success that maybe could help them through these um, through these through these times. But I, I think that he's still going to go splash higher. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a big name um, from from this search. 
with the transfer portal and all the basketball, it doesn't take a, a, an army like it does with football. You get a couple of good players in here and you, you, you don't have to miss a beat. I just don't know, like you said, what, what the sanctions are going to be. Um, are they going to be postseason bans? Uh, I, I tend to think that the NCAA and, and that committee is a little bit more lenient and more understanding. None of these players that are on this club were involved in, in, in those scenarios. I think the coaches are the ones that are going to be suffering and deservedly so. The players shouldn't have to unless they, they were a player that was a recipient of some of these benefits. But now everybody can get paid through through NIL. Um, I mean, Urban Myers joined up back at Ohio State as part of their NIL program. So um, that's just the way it is right now. I, I tell you what, I would tell, uh, I would tell Scott Drew at Baylor to tell me no. Um, I really would. Uh Got Kim Mulkey from Baylor. Why not Scott Drew? He, he fits all the parameters of what a Scott Woodward has always been after. A proven coach, a winning coach, a coach that builds a program, and nobody took over a program worse in worse shape than when Scott Drew got to Baylor. And now he's just year after year. He's right there, and he kicked the door down and won a national championship. I, I would have him tell me no. You never know. What what a coach. He, he's been there a long time. Maybe, maybe wants a change of scenery, just like nobody thought. Brian Kelly would leave Notre Dame to come to LSU. You know what I mean? So I'd make him tell me no. We'll see. And look, you know who looked really good last night? You're going to laugh at this one. Rick Pitino with Iona. Ah, I'm just telling you, man can coach. He he can coach. He can coach. That's that's for sure. Um, Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's just an interesting situation because the basketball program to me is is obviously in a different, just in a different world than the football and even baseball yeah. programs are. It's like they have had very few stretches of success um, here. So I, I, while I feel like you know the Scott Drew is the perfect hire on paper, you know I, I feel like that's 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 a big big step um, for him. I think it's a step, you know, a step down. I mean Baylor's. And yeah, he has a dynasty at Baylor at this point. So, but I mean, just again, looking at big picture, there are plenty of coaches out there that I think he could uh, lure here um, with the money and with the. It also helps the SEC has been taking significant steps forward, and so you're going to one of the best two conferences really in the country at this point. So, um, you, I think there's a lot to work with here uh, from from Woodward's perspective. Um, I'm just interested to see who he kind of goes after in this process. I, I'm with you. I, the, re, the other reason I say Scott Drew as a possibility is don't underestimate the effect of Texas and Oklahoma leaving that conference to come to the SEC and how that affects that conference overall. Just a thought. I'm not saying he's going to go after it. I'm not saying he's the perfect coach, but but he's a darn good one with skins on the wall. We shall see. It'll be a very, very, very interesting um opportunity for someone because I, I think in basketball, like I said, you get two good players, uh, you can win and you can win pretty big. Uh, unlike football and baseball takes a whole, whole bunch more basketball. Doesn't, uh, we shall see. All right, Matthew Bruni. Um, you like Brian Kelly, don't you? He's giving you guys a chance to go and watch uh, some spring practices this year. What's up with that? Yeah. And, you know, talk to the coordinators. Uh, that's, yeah. That's new option. Obviously, I wasn't wasn't here last spring, but you know, just from what I saw in the fall, it was very limited. We never talked to the coordinators, never talked to the assistant coaches, 
And so this, that's that's huge, really, to be able to watch some practices, to be able to talk to the coordinators about what they're seeing. I mean, it's a it's a it's a big deal. We'll definitely the media will definitely be able to give a better look to fans and to mm-hmm. people across the board about what what is kind of going on and what they're seeing. So I think I think it's just a huge plus for fan interest in in the program early if early you, in spring. If, if you had to make a bet today, somebody dared you, who, your starting quarterback for the opening game next season for the LSU Tigers would be whom? Right here, right now, today, looking at that quarterback room, who would you anticipate it being? Jaden Daniels. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. All right. That's Matthew Bruni. Um, you covering baseball, basketball? What are you doing this weekend, man? What are you, are you going to the St. Patty's Day Parade? What, what's on your on your plate? Oh, we got we got LSU basketball. We got LSU the the men on Friday, women Saturday, yeah. and then men hopefully Sunday again. There you uh, go. Women hopefully Monday, and uh, yeah, watch my bracket fall apart slowly and painfully. <laughs> well, what a great game last night, Notre Dame and Rutgers. Oh. How about that? That was Oof. that was sensational. Yeah, no, that was that was that was great. And that really got us got us got us started here. The games today yeah. have been a little slower. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Love me some March Madness. Matthew Bruni, thank you, man. Have a great weekend. Let's go Tigers. I hope they they both live to play next week because that would be a lot of fun and be a lot of interest, uh, to say the least, man. Thank you so much, buddy. You take care. For sure. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, you're welcome. Matthew Bruni of Go247 Sports. Are you ready to feel the excitement of the NCAA tournament like never before? Well, you can turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. In other words, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. 20 minutes after the hour, when we return, we'll update your brackets. We'll give you the latest scores from the opening day of the NCAA tournament. Da, 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 da. After this timeout on the Jordy Helpert Show, one. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 17, 2019, Northern Ireland's Rory McElroy wins the biggest check in golf by edging Jim Furyk by one stroke at the PGA Players Championship at TPC Sawgrass. McElroy takes home $2.25 million in prize money. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. 
Jordy Helper Show brought to you by ShopRite Tobacco Plus Discount Outlets. Here's the latest from the NCAA Tournament. Michigan uh, outscored Colorado State 46-27 in the second half to turn a uh, seven-point halftime deficit into a 12.75-63 win in the first game of the day. Uh, Memphis, DeAndre Williams had 14 points. Jalen Duran made a crucial basket down the stretch. Memphis, which led 38-19 to at the half, uh, held off a second-half rally by Boise State to win it 64-53. to Providence in a dogfight with 13th-seeded South Dakota State. Uh, Providence, the the Friars get a 66-57 win. South Dakota State ends their season 30-5 and overall. That's just in Baylor. Uh, uh, easy victory over 16th-seeded Norfolk State, 85-49. to And uh, a good one um, in the South region with 18-30 to play. 12th-seeded Richmond leads 5th-seeded Iowa 30 30- Four to twenty-eight. That's with eighteen eighteen to play. Uh, Eight oh nine to play uh, in the South Region. Uh, excuse me. Um, Richmond, Iowa is in the Midwest region. In the South region, with seven forty-nine to play, Tennessee with a seventy-five forty-four lead over Longwood. So they've got that one in the bag, up by thirty-one uh, points at this point in time. Some key matchups later on tonight. How about a? I think it's going to be a really good one. Eight-seeded North Carolina versus number nine Marquette. Uh, watch out for New Mexico State. The 12 seed, they're 26 and 6 as they take on fifth seeded UConn. And Kentucky gets underway at 6 10 p.m. The two seed at 26 and 7 overall, taking on 15th seeded St. Peter's. Indiana had a quick trip um, after winning in Dayton. They're in the East region as a 12 seed. They will take on fifth seeded St. Mary's. Creighton will take on San Diego State. And then the late, late games, Vermont and Arkansas at Key Bank Center in Buffalo, San Francisco versus Murray State in Indianapolis, Akron versus fourth-seeded UCLA in the Moda Center in Portland, and Johnny Jones and the Fighting Texas Southern Tigers taking on number one-seeded Kansas in Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth, Texas. So that's your lineup tonight. Um Already one uh, you would consider kind of an upset as 11th seeded Michigan beat six seeded Colorado State. So there you have that. Um, Shop right tobacco plus discount outlets. We always talk about Buku Rewards memberships. Um, if you join their new Gator Gas program, you can earn additional cents off per gallon on every fuel purchase that's part of the buku rewards app uh go to shoprightla.com s-h-o-p-r-i-t-e-l-a.com cost you nothing to join uh this fuel rewards program where you can earn a significant fuel fill-up discount just through your store purchases um and the gator gas program you can earn additional cents off per gallon on every fuel purchase wow the buku rewards program is the way to go.
It's the way to go. Buku Rewards only at ShopRite Tobacco Plus discount outlets where uh, seeing smiles on customers' faces is their mission statement with spacious stores filled to the rim with Louisiana products, modern restrooms that are clean and comfortable, and delicious food that's always fresh, always fast, always available. ShopRite Tobacco Plus discount outlets. All right, the very latest in the NFL, what's going on? Uh, Chris Dunnels will join us to share his thoughts uh, and much, much more as we continue on this St. Patrick's Day edition of the Jordy Hulpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, streaming on um, Stadium 32.3 simulcast and on um, 133 on LUS Fiber. We are Southwest Louisiana Sports Channel. Stay with us. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. You're simply the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And the best is our next guest covering the Saints for Canal Street Chronicles of SB Nation. Uh, Christopher Dunnell's kind enough to join us on the latest. If there's any late breaking news or anything like that involving the Saints, the NFL and all that stuff, Chris, I'm, I'm fatigued by all this stuff, man. How are you holding up? Man, I am actively refreshing my Twitter feed just as I'm sure everyone else is right now. This is a crazy <laughs> past 72 hours. Okay, um, so the Saints, including Gail Benson, apparently met with Deshaun Watson for a second time. I think that should show him of their sincerity and their interest, right? Um, what is the latest on Mr. Watson? Well, your guess is as good as mine at this point. So rumor is that it is down between the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, there have been some back and forth about whether or not the Carolina Panthers are still in play. But for now, it seems like the issue is just going to be between whether Watson wants to come to the New Orleans Saints or his hometown of Atlanta and play for the Falcons. Then once that decision is made, obviously the two teams, whether it's the Saints and Texans or the Falcons and Texans, will have to negotiate the final terms of the trade. So it's possible that's another hang-up. But right now, we're all just waiting for the news to drop any second now. Okay, what what do you think the Saints' sales pitch sounded like to Deshaun Watson? I think it's a pretty clear sales pitch. It is that absent uh, Tom Brady's surprising return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFC generally, and even the NFC South specifically, is still wide open for the taking. And the New Orleans Saints have an elite defense. We're able to win games with players at quarterback last season, including Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and rookie Ian Book. So to bring in an MVP-caliber quarterback like Deshaun Watson is and to pair him on offense with players like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara means the Saints are immediately a Super Bowl-contending team. I agree. Um, on paper, the Saints have, if, if this is about winning and um, locker room culture, it seems like a no-brainer to me with the Saints, right? 
Absolutely. If the Atlanta Falcons were to pull the trigger on any trade, the handful of quality assets they have left might have to be moved in the trade to get Watson in the first place. Mm-hmm. meaning uh, like tight end Kyle Pitts or cornerback A.J. Terrell. So the Saints would be able to have the assets to pull off the trade while still not gutting the team's chances at winning both in 2022 and beyond. Chris Dunnell's with us. If Deshaun Watson decides, you know what, I used to be a ball boy for the Falcons. I know Arthur Blank and his family. I'm going to go to Atlanta. I'm going to play for the Falcons. Um. Jameis Winston is there, got some interest from Indianapolis, apparently. Um, are his feelings hurt that the Saints pursued uh, Deshaun Watson? And if so, if he, if he opts to go to Indianapolis, do you kick the Tigers on Matt Ryan for a year? Well, there's a, a lot in play there. So to answer the first question, it, are Jameis Winston's feelings possibly hurt? And I think just look at what happened with the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm not trying right. to compare – Jameis the person to Baker the person. But when the Browns broke the news that they were going to be in on Deshaun Watson to try to make the trade, Baker Mayfield immediately requested that he be given permission to seek a trade himself. Because it's got to feel personal to say, you know what, you have me on your team, you have me as an option, but you don't think I'm good enough and you want someone else. And that has to be how Jameis Winston feels right now with the Saints and probably some of the other teams in play also. So whether he would ever admit it, there's inevitably some sort of resentment that's got to be there. Now, could that be overcome with a little bit of you know handshakes and hugs and some more money in the contract? Absolutely. But I think he definitely has to feel like a, a fallback option, like he's the, the second choice as opposed to the first mm-hmm. choice, like everyone mm-hmm. wants to be. But the next question is, should the Saints kick the tires on Matt Ryan? Well, I just mentioned another player who could be on the trade block right now in Baker Mayfield. So if the Saints miss out on a player like Deshaun Watson and let's say Jameis Winston signs anywhere else, then Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo still hasn't been traded from San Francisco. I think the Saints are going to be considering all of their options at quarterback. Oh, boy, dominoes will be falling left and right. Is that what what Teron Armstead's waiting on just to see who the quarterback's going to be? 100% that's what he's waiting on. So it's a situation where there are multiple free agents, both players like Teron Armstead, who played for the Saints left tackle uh, since he was drafted by New Orleans, but also players like Will Fuller, wide receiver, former teammate of Deshaun Watson's in Houston, and even other potential free agents, maybe players like Julio Jones, recently released Mm -hmm. from the Tennessee Titans. I think there are a lot of dominoes that are going to fall once the Deshaun Watson news breaks. So if Watson were to sign or were to choose to be traded to the Saints, I should say, I would expect subsequent news like maybe re-signing Toronto Armstead to not be too far behind that. Okay, that would be spectacular. Uh, the Saints did sign former Jets safety Marcus May to a three-year deal. What are your thoughts on that after um, after losing your safety? How do you feel about Marcus May? Marcus May is as good of a replacement for Marcus Williams as the Saints were going to be able to find on the open market. They are not identical players by any means. Uh, Marcus Williams plays more of the free safety style, uh, the, the ball hawk trying to get interceptions, where Marcus May has a little more experience both at free safety and strong safety, the position currently occupied by uh, veteran Malcolm Jenkins for the Saints. The Saints have historically liked 
versatility on defense. Think players like C.J. Gardner-Johnson who can play safety, corner, nickel corner, whatever the Saints need. P.J. Williams is a player uh, in the similar grain. So adding a player like Marcus May who has experience to immediately come in and play at an elite level at the free safety position but also can be moved around the defense is something that Dennis Allen should have a lot of fun with when he's drawing up defensive schemes. Chris Donald's kind enough to join us. It's kind of funny, um, you know, <laughs> those people in Vegas, they kind of hear things before maybe others do. And in a matter of a few hours, the odds on the Saints to win the Super Bowl in 2023 dropped on Caesar Sportsbook from 50 to 1 to 18 to 1. Man, that sure makes me feel like Deshaun Watson's coming to New Orleans. What's going on there? It's quite possible, but I think that the odds probably change just because Deshaun Watson could go to New Orleans. So okay. the, the sport books kind of had to adjust for that possibility. Since it looked like it, it might happen, and I can even go so far as to say that it will probably happen, I think the bookies were making that adjustment to account for the possibility. This thing's got to wrap up soon. I, I mean, I, if it goes past today, what does that tell you? I, I agree. It, it needs to wrap up soon, if only for my sanity at this point. Uh, <laughs> yes. But the longer this goes, what it tells me is that there's something else that we're missing, uh, whether it is the two teams now potentially not being able to agree on uh, terms of the contract, uh, maybe trying to get a restructure so the Texans take on more of the salary and maybe the Saints have a little more salary cap relief. Maybe the trade assets themselves are getting moved around at the last minute. It just makes me think there's something else going on beyond just Watson saying, I want to play for Team X. It's also possible we should throw out that one of the teams in play could be having some cold feet or, or trying to do a little more due diligence, considering mm -hmm. that Deshaun Watson still has those 22 allegations of, of sexual misconduct against him. I didn't see Von Miller going to Buffalo. So is there a possibility of a secret team out there that's that's lying in the woods? Quite possibly, but I think the Falcons ended up being that secret team. Okay. For a while, it was just Panthers and Saints, and then the Browns kind of jump in at the last minute. And then all of a sudden now, it's just between the Saints and Falcons. So there typically is that secret team, and a lot of people have said that maybe the, the Eagles could be a team to try to jump in this at the last minute, maybe the 49ers. Uh, but I think that for a while it was a three-horse race between the Panthers, the Saints, and the Browns, and it's really the Falcons now who have been that surprise team to make True. it close. And at this point, it's a two-horse race between Atlanta and New Orleans. Uh, Gail Benson getting on a plane and, and flying to Atlanta to meet up with Deshaun Watson. Man, a lot of people thought maybe she was kind of that silent owner that just kind of stayed in the back, but uh, kind of shows me a little bit more about her and, and her, her willingness to uh, get involved even more so up front and up close and personal. I kind of like that in my owner. Absolutely. And, but I'm not sure it's all just altruism, that she's just doing this uh, because she likes the team so much. I think she knows how risky a move for Deshaun Watson would be considering those allegations that are out there and his yeah. future in the NFL in 2022 specifically with a possible suspension looming being so uncertain. So I think she knows that this is a really risky play. It is high risk, high reward. So she wants to do her due diligence because mm -hmm. this is a large asset that she owns. Absolutely. Um, Saints have proven... Uh, with a Taysom Hill that 
you know, Drew Brees gets hurt. He fills in and did a pretty good job. Uh, Jameis Winston gets hurt, did a pretty good job uh, of keeping the boat afloat, so to speak. Um, I have no idea what the NFL is going to do. Is there is there anything that they can draw a parallel to that we could say, well, look what they did with this guy. It probably would be the same for Deshaun Watson, but I've never seen anything quite to this extent. No, I, I think we are completely in uncharted waters. Uh, the uh, Saints fan and conspiracy theorist in me says that uh, if Deshaun Watson is a New Orleans Saint, the punishment uh, and the precedent will be much higher than if he were playing somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but we don't really have anything to go off here. So it, it could range from, you know, Deshaun could get a six-game suspension to be out a whole year. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, we shall see. Christopher Dunnell's with us um, talking about the New Orleans State. So, so when this deal transpires, no matter what direction it goes, what happens next with the Saints? Um, I mean, they've got a lot of holes to fill, don't they? And they've got like $30 million out there to, to fill some holes. Yeah, so it, the easiest way to say is if the trade goes through, then the Saints have their biggest hole filled at the quarterback position. And I think Teron Armstead on the offensive line returns, and you'll find a veteran wide receiver, whether it's someone like Will Fuller, maybe Odell Beckham Jr., uh, quickly then signs with New Orleans as well, because they will also see what Deshaun Watson sees in that New Orleans is a Super Bowl contending team and gives them a chance to win a Super Bowl ring. On the flip side, if the Saints don't get Deshaun Watson, now we've got a few more holes that we're going to have to address. Do they go back in and try to get Jameis Winston re- to return? If so, then you still have to figure out the offensive line. You still have to figure out the wide receiver position. So it's going to be a little trickier. But in the Watson trade, you've likely had to give up at minimum in 2022 your first-round draft pick, maybe more. Mm-hmm. If the Saints don't make that trade, they at least have one extra asset to be able to attain a high-caliber player at a low cost on a rookie contract. If Watson does come, he's going to divide this fan base, and 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 rightly so. There are going to be some people that just look at the football player. There's going to be some people that look to just what happened off the football field. Um, how do the Saints sell this to this rabid fan base of of the Houdat Nation? That's going to be the big issue. Um, I think there is going to be a portion of vocal fans who will express displeasure and. Un- Uh, I think that a portion of fans are going to express their displeasure, and for better or worse, I think that displeasure will slowly go away if Deshaun Watson comes to the Saints and the Saints start winning. I think that's the Saints' plan. That's how they make this sell, is they deal with the bad PR in the right now, and they hope the team wins enough to shut everyone up. I'm with you 1,000%. Chris Dunnels, um, man, I, I'm hoping that you refresh your Twitter feed, and I'm hoping something pops up, and I and I and I hope that this thing comes to a conclusion today and doesn't stretch this thing out any further. What if, if he must be? By they must have put on a heck of a recruiting pitch. All these all these uh, teams to make this man have to think this long, right? It's got to be, man. They must have rolled out all kinds of red carpets and NIL deals and all that fun stuff. Quite possibly. Again, I think it's also too now 
that it's possible that the two teams, whoever it is, whether it's the Saints and Texans or the Falcons and Texans, might now be just trying to work the terms of that potential trade. We'll see. Chris, thank you so much, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. And, um, man, let's let's see what happens. Uh, give, me, give me your percentage of uh, which way you think this goes. I'd say gut right now is saying 80% chance Deshaun Watson is announced as the New Orleans Saints quarterback by the end of the day today. Man. Okay, we'll see what happens. We won't hold you to it, my friend. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you. Talk soon. Uh, You got it, my friend. Chris Dunnels, kind enough to join us. All right, the Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores. And the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Awards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, Megan Thee Stallion, just to name a few. That's Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to 22nd in Gulf Shores when VIP passes from the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Let's think about this. Cleveland, out of the running. Why? He doesn't want to go play up in that cold weather. He doesn't want to do that. He's been playing in a dome in Houston. He doesn't want to do that. Uh, Carolina, their lineup is shaky at best, and their their ownership is shaky at best. The Falcons are the home team uh, that has a lot of draw, okay? But if, all honesty, from, from impartiality reigns supreme, if it's about winning, if it's about a culture, it's a, if it's about a locker room and, and um, ownership that's steady and with deep pockets, man, there is no doubt that the New Orleans Saints are the best place to go and i am in total agreement with chris yes there will be many and and deservedly so because i think of what it had been my daughter how would i feel oh i'd be uh, uh, thank god it hasn't been but yes you're gonna have those people but winning i hate to say this but it's so true winning cures everything everything and we forgive. We don't forget, but we do forgive in this part of the world. And the Saints will forgive as long as Deshaun Watson, if he comes, wins. And that's plain and simple, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We'll update the NCAA tournament scores, some birthday wishes as we wrap up this uh, St. Patty's Day edition of the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Jordy Holberg was draining three-pointers with ease way before Steph Curry came on the scene or was even born. Now, back to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, here we go. Winners today, Michigan, Memphis, Providence, Tennessee, Baylor, all survive and advance to the weekend. Uh, We've got a dandy in the Midwest region with 7.59 to play 12th seeded Richmond leading number five, Iowa, 51 to 46. You got to love that 12, five matchup always happens. And early on eight minutes to go in the first half, 
Georgia State, a 16 seed, ties up with Gonzaga, 21 apiece. That won't last long. North Carolina with a 10-point lead over Marquette, 18 to 8, 11.50 to go in the first half. So keep it all actually, but I'm going to watch uh, the Spiders of Richmond as soon as this bad boy is over. If St. Patty's Day, March 17th, is your birthday, happy birthday from all of us to all of you share it with. Um, really good actor, fun. Uh, 71 years young today, Kurt Russell from women's soccer, one of the all-time leading scorers. Mia Hamm is 50 years old today and a fish in the swimming pool. Katie Ledecky is 25 years young today. Um, tomorrow, John Brady from Milwaukee, Ben McDonald previewing LSU, Texas A&M baseball and the regular crowd shuffles in. James, thank you. Thanks to all of our guests today. Thanks to all of you for listening in. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time. God willing, two to four. Same great stations. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Until then, I'm Jordy Hultberg. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy, my friends. And by all means, let's all be happy, my friends. It's off to March Madness. Talk to you tomorrow. All right.